Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Welcome to another week of the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff. I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Southern Californian Taiwanese American. What's up, everybody? My name's Parth. I drive a 2016 M3 and living up here in the Bay Area, and it's a beautiful day. I also detailed my M3 yesterday, so it's shining. I'll post a Ooh. photo of it up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's really shining right now. I'm Andrew. I drive a 2015 Subaru BRZ, and I am soon to be an owner of a 2014 Evo 10 MR. Yeah! Yeah! Claps! Add more claps in the editing, Jeff, so it looks better. Yay! Yeah, finally have the opportunity to pick up my middle school dream car, so pretty excited about it. So how long has this car been your dream car, Andrew? Uh, when did uh, Too Fast, Too Furious come out? Uh, Early 2000s. Yeah. That would be, what the, 17 years? Yeah. Shoot, dude. Been That's a achievement right there, bro. The man has grinded and worked hard, and now <laughs> he's hustling. He's going buy his dream car from his childhood. Hell Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, Hell man. Yeah. So when, when, you, when, when do we get to see it? Uh, hoping to pick it up this weekend, waiting for the owner to get the title in hand. At this point, it seems like the DMV is walking it over to his house. So. Oh, don't, don't start, don't start, dude, don't start that shit now, dude. Don't, don't even, don't even say those three letters. We need to give some time before we can rant about the DMV again. I mean, he's, he's yeah. making it real easy for me to get started. Yeah, they, apparently the seller told me they, they sent it out on Monday. It is now... About to be Thursday. Typically, I get mail from my mom down in L.A. in two days. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's DMV uses pigeons, so, like, you should know this. They don't, they haven't about? heard they of emails. They sent the worker out last night. Oh, he's walking. <laughs> On foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from what, the DMV in L.A.? God damn. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Just waiting for the title, have the transfer papers. Nice, Ooh. man. Congratulations. Well, you know, Thanks. on that subject... That you got a Mitsubishi, you yeah. know, and you were a previous Subaru driver. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of like, you know, red and blue, man. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like one of the rivalries. Yeah. Andrew's going to have an inner conflict with him himself now. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> to preface this, I will still love Subarus. I will drive my Evo to Subaru Meets. You can't do that. Are you? <laughs> you can't do that, man. No, you can't. So yeah, just put an STI badge on it. There you go. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. That, listen to Jeff. You know what? Then he's definitely going to need his ass beat. Seeing you get an Evo mm-hmm. is very good news. But seeing the Evo 10 just makes me pissed off at Mitsubishi. Yeah, me too. Because you see the Evo 10. It's a good-looking, fantastic, powerful, great-to-drive, rally-born sedan. Mm-hmm. And now what's happened to Mitsubishi? They make the iMeve. Great. <laughs> I don't even know if they make that anymore. I think Did that cl- thing even Eclipse sell? Cross. <laughs> Probably not. Like, what are they doing? Not much. 
That actually, I was going to say, they're not actually doing much. How did these people go from the Eclipse, the 3000 GT, yeah, the, the Lance VR4, Evolution, to IME, and yeah. then the Eclipse Cross? Yeah, and the, what is this, the Mirage, it's like the Teletubbies of cars. Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what is this? We're talking about the rival you're going to have within yourself, correct? Of mm. Subaru v Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. That used to be a fair competition. Yeah, it's a good fight. I think it's probably one of the greatest automotive rivalries next to BMW and Mercedes. Yeah. Now, Subaru is just walking all over Mitsubishi because Mitsubishi's not trying. Yeah, I think they stomped Mitsubishi into the ground and left it behind a, wh- a while ago. They're not even walking over them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all they have to do is just copy what Subaru did. Yeah, just make a car that competes with whatever Subaru is coming out with. Exactly. Like then like just make your Mitsubishi Lancer, make your Evo and then lift it and make it a wagon version and then you got your Cross Trek. <laughs> here's what like here's that. what I don't understand about Mitsubishi. It's like a rivalry that was actually born in motorsport, right? Because yeah. a lot of these manufacturer rivalries, they aren't born in motorsport. They're just born because it's two similar companies, BMW and Mercedes, for example, or Ferrari and Lamborghini. There's no like yeah. racing history behind those two, right? But Mitsubishi and Subaru mm. literally have, like, they defined the rally sport category. Like, mm-hmm. in rally racing, besides, like, Audi with its fancy shit, Subaru and Mitsubishi were the cars to have. Yeah. yeah, and Mitsubishi's they like, you like, know what? Yeah. Just forget about heritage. We'll just we're just gonna just like make minivans and weird ass looking shit now. More than that, Mitsubishi was like, forget about everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, forget about what people like. Let's just give them crap. Yeah, people love crap. As a diehard Evo fan, mm-hmm. Andrew, how does this make you feel? It's like kind of cool because this being the last Evo, owning one makes it kind of cooler. <laughs> There's not like a, like nowadays you see STIs fucking everywhere like yeah, the new whatever fa wrx and like the new sti you don't see evos anywhere anymore dude yeah i, I was we were just talking to jeff about that yesterday <laughs> when we were messaging you don't you were like oh you barely see any evos up here i'm like he's right you like never see any evos up here i i saw a 250 gto you know the 47 million dollar car from ferrari last weekend that i <laughs> see but you know i can't see an evo here yeah so i think that aspect it's going to be pretty cool to own an Evo 10 and daily drive it around. But on the other end, like, I feel like as car enthusiasts, we want to see more competition. Like, the STI and the WRX are great cars. Like, where is the competition? Like, Focus RS? You don't, you still don't see those very often either. What is it? Golf R? Nobody fucking buys those because you buy a, you can buy a 335i instead. Well, see, like, what the hell? Like, Subaru owns an entire niche market now. That's why you see so many Subarus. Subaru is a cult brand with a cult car within the cult brand. Yeah. And they've become mainstream since, like Outbacks cross tracked for fucking days. Honestly, like Subaru is one of my favorite companies right now. Me too. Like having owned one for five years now and just kind of seeing what the brand is all about, the community. I really, really like the brand of Subaru. So that's yeah. why I'm saying, like, I still love my Subarus. Probably gonna be involved <laughs> in the community still. I'm keeping the BRZ as of now, so because they stand for more than just their cars. Yeah. They'd stand for dogs. <laughs> and they this year at the LA Auto Show when we were there, their booth looked like kind of like a national park because yeah. that's also something they back. 
And then their slogan is just one word, love. <laughs> That's it, love. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were back in the day, which one would you have chosen? Evo. I'm indifferent because I'm not involved in either of the community that much. I don't have either inclination towards either brand. I, I respect both of them, but I'd rather have something else. Mm. I would have added Evo if I had to choose between the two. I mean, they look sick to me. Yeah, dude, and like, dude, the Evo looks so good. The new STI looks like a fucking Evo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Par, since you, I guess, you seem to not have much of an opinion on the Mitsubishi and Subaru rivalry. Mm. Um, one that's more in your lane might be uh, BMW versus Mercedes. Ah, yes. What's your take on that? Mercedes now. Mercedes of today, BMW 15 years ago. Right now, I think BMW is just kind of, they're they're off the rails. They're they're just Mm kind of, they're making a freaking car for every segment of the industry in like freaking one series and two series. And then within that, you have like 228, 230, 240, 240 Grand Coupe, like three (laughs) series X3, X3 series GT. Like, holy shit, you lose track. And then not to mention what they're doing with the new M3 that's going to come out with the fucking vertical kidney girls and then <laughs> the thing with mercedes is mercedes in the last 15 years has had a big uh brand appeal reversal not reversal but change or shift and that was because mm-hmm. of like their whole like media campaigns and everything and the cars themselves because like in in the 90s 80s 90s even in or 2000s it appealed more to like old people and it was an old person's car you know the guy going in luxury and you know, wants to drive a big, heavy Mercedes. Can't really do too much. It can kind of go straight, fast in a straight line if you have an AMG. But it can't really do too much. And in the last 15 years, they come out with performance cars that are better than BMW. Mercedes does? Yeah. Like, Mercedes really? Mercedes was the first one to put four-wheel drive into their big E63 AMG. And then BMW followed later when they realized, yeah, okay, if we're putting this much power into it, a rear-wheel drive doesn't really make any sense. And then, of course, you know, Mercedes with their whole AMG GT series. Like, I think that's sick. And BMW still doesn't want to grace anybody with a sports car, a proper sports car. Like, M1 type shit. Yeah. And and Mercedes has always been on the cutting edge of technology. Like, past or present. If you wanted to see whatever new technology is going to come to a regular car, you look at an S-Class. The next generation S-Class. Not anymore. Why? What are you looking now? now Tesla? look at the Teslas. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I said a real car. <laughs> I said a real car, bro. Yeah, so like to be honest with you now, I would prefer to have a Mercedes right now. Really? Yeah, I, I honestly think they're what they've done and what the brand is. And not to mention the reason why their performance cars are getting so good is, of course, they're getting some inspiration from their F1 and how it's been dominating the last, like, what, five, six years? Like it makes sense why the performance cars are also doing really good, and BMW is just trying to cater to every motherfucker on the planet, dude. It's getting kind of annoying. Well, the, I was about to say they're selling cars. There's fucking BMWs everywhere. Yeah, dude. They seriously. definitely outnumber Mercedes on the road. I feel like, and, and it's dumb because like you could be driving a regular three, you know what is it three twenty three thirty now. That's what they call it. It's the one with the four cylinder turbo, and you pull your M three next to it. And somebody who doesn't know shit, they're like, oh, look, two of the same cars. I'd be like, bro, <laughs> like, come on. And, mm-hmm. and, and the other annoying part is like AMG and M, right? 
I think mm-hmm. AMG is still more rare to see on the street than M. Yeah, for sure. That's true. M's like a household name, though. Yeah, it is, but I'm just kind of tired of what BMW is trying to do, which is just sell, 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 fuck everything. Kidney grills <laughs> that look like goddamn like nostrils or some shit. That is the that is the point of a company though. Well, Make yeah. all the money. But look at BMW from like nineties and two thousands, bro. They literally defined the sports sedan category. They invented it. What happened to that BMW? You know what happened to the BMW? That's like let's put a V eight in our M three. I mean, I think they still do that though. They don't put V eight like in still, their M three. No, not the V eight, but they still like make these sports sedans and stuff but it's just been all covered up by the other nonsense in their line yeah i mean they do they do make good cars like i, I won't say that but the thing is like the jump from a 340 which is the top of the line 3 series non-m to an m3 it doesn't feel as great as it used to you know mm. like it feels like a very more faster capable 340 hmm this like, is coming like, from an M3 owner. Yeah, and I'm not lying to you. Like, I, I, I driven, I've driven the E90, of course. Amazing. Like, the, the driving experience to get in the E90 is a lot better than the F80. But the thing with the F80 is it's an absolute weapon. And it, it, I think it looks amazing. I think the looks on the F80 are, like, it, they, that's one of their best-looking M3s they ever made. But as far as, like, driving feel, like, it's, it's fantastic for everyday driving. And you know that it's a capable car when you take it to the twisties or if you take it to the track or something. But you feel like you're having more fun in an older E90 or, to be honest with you, a modern-day AMG. They'd lost that kind of pizzazz. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What side do you fall on this, Andrew? To be honest with you, I don't like Mercedes at all. I don't know what it is. I just don't like them. If I had to choose, I'm buying a Beamer. Yeah, every BMW I've driven, it just feels like a really really well-made machine and like even 100%. when i sit yeah. even when i sit in a mercedes i don't even like the experience of sitting in one mm-hmm. so i don't know what it is i don't know i mean in terms of looks if, if i yeah i mean i would say my f80 or the f80 generation looks a lot better than the the yeah, c63 the C. generation of the same year you know i'm just i'm just kind of getting tired of, of like they do like very little work in terms of differentiating between their m cars and their regular cars and they're selling i I'm, i don't understand where the brand is going it's just kind of going in the way of like becoming a toyota where yeah they'll make cars for literally every segment but in order to maintain the bmw heritage they'll keep the m brand and then make a few performance cars here and there which is funny because toyota is now like trying to spice up their yeah. lineup <laughs> toyota's cool again yeah seriously <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like BMW, BMW has definitely lost some of its like spiciness. Yeah, it's kind of like when like when like Maserati came out with like their some affordable quote unquote oh, car. It's like <laughs> Maserati yeah. lost all of it. Yeah, who car? Who cares about Mer- Maserati anymore? Like, yeah, exactly. Seriously. Yeah, like because you would used to see either like a Gran Turismo or a. What's it called? The Quattro Porte? Yeah. On You'd be like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, snap. Maserati. Ooh. Yeah. And then now they're everywhere. Because yeah. they're like, let's make it like a BMW 5 Series instead. Maserati was just like, Ghibli here. Have a bunch of them. And like the yeah. base model looks so boring. Yeah. It, do- it doesn't even look expensive. Either. No, not it doesn't. At all. It, it really looks doesn't. cheap almost. And you look inside it and you like step inside. And it's like, ah, this is a Chrysler. Yeah. Dude, no, literally, <laughs> it looks like oh, this is a very expensive car that they took the expensive bits off of so that they could make it cheaper. 
You know, it's like, yeah, it's like you walk into a mansion, but you take out the furniture, everything that makes it a mansion, and it's just an empty shell. That's what Maserati did with that shit when they brought it down to... I hate it when they bring it down to everyone. Do you feel like a lot of car companies do that? Like, Maserati did that, obviously. BMW, Mercedes, they did... Uh, they do a 320 now. They did that CLA. CLA. The yeah. Terrible CLAs. Like, they oh, just want I, everyone to own one. People are just buying for the brand. and it's it, like, No, they are. They make and shitty cars. B- BMW, I read... This was something I read, like, years back. BMW's uh, bases its success on its models, like, whatever they launch depending Mm -hmm. on specifically how much they sell in california (laughs) and that that pretty that defines like 80 percent of whether that car was a success or not in the their eyes as a company they try to do this shit and yeah like honestly those people who buy like the cla at like twenty nine thousand whatever (laughs) it is at honestly go buy a honda accord seriously 100 car 100 or maybe even a better car for your money dude dude like my friend got a a honda accord a year or two back like it was brand new right when it was out the dude has like every single feature as standard or he got the top of the line one i guess too but it was only like 23 24 and he has all the features, you know, they got the LED headlights, the automatic headlights, lane change, lane departure, everything. And I was like, you put all these options into a basic like BMW 330, which is what they used to be the 328. And yeah. that's easily like a $45,000 car for a base BMW. They're capitalizing on just like consumer ignorance. Literally. No car enthusiast would touch that. Bro, and it's, you know who the type, I just thought of this shit, you know who the type of motherfuckers are that buy these cars? Like, this is the type of person, I was I was walking into the gym today, and at, at the gym, there was this guy with an M6 Grand Coupe. I like that car, though. Yeah, it looks good. No, fantastic. Great car, right? The fucking, this dude, when that car was new, was like $150,000 almost, right? Expensive ass car. Car was dirty as hell. Wheels were dirty as hell. This dude <laughs> had fucked the parking so hard. He was half in the other lane and he was so far forward. I checked. I actually went over to the front of the car that his front bumper was grinding the shit out of the curb. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it was bent because it's a low car. I'm pretty sure yeah. the plastic was bending. Because it just, Jesus. he was just up on the curb. I'm like, these are the type of idiots that buy these cars now. And and it's only because it's an M and a BMW. Yeah. And he has the money to buy flex. it. Yeah, dude. And, and the worst part is BMW and Mercedes are both playing towards these guys' wants. The yeah. guys with money but zero knowledge. Makes yeah. them money. Exactly. That's why I'm going to buy Alpha. No, Dodge, Charger, Hellcat. Wide body. <laughs> I'll buy Alpha. I would want an Alpha <laughs> Julia, though. That thing is so pretty. Yeah, but yeah. it might not run one day. That's the only thing. It's still Italian. Hey, yeah, my true. Evo probably is going to die, too. But so. <laughs> <laughs> more character. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting I'm not expecting uh, reliability out of my Evo at all. Because, so. honestly, I've been Ready a bit for bored of the German sedans recently. Because they all seem so, like, clinical. Exactly. That's why when I was telling people about the chart, I swear to you guys, like, if I have the money and I want to do this next year or this year, I really will highly consider a Charger Hellcat widebody. Just because I'm so tired (laughs) of this clinical German bullshit, dude. Like, I'm really just kind of over this whole category and, like, tired of how the brands are going about doing these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's almost, it's like... The, the cars themselves are a little bit 
too well engineered, and then their marketing strategy is a little bit too well engineered too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, Parth, you supported me this whole time when I was buying my Evo. I support you <laughs> tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> We're a Hellcat. Oh man, I don't care just what anyone's buying, it. dude. You just if you want that car, I'll be like, I I want that car too. Then I guess that's the mentality yeah. I look at it with. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a Ghibli. There you go. Oh, God. I support Yay. you 100%. <laughs> All the time. Good, yes. Go buy it. It's a good car. Hey, 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 Jeffrey. Andrew's making a big mistake, man. <laughs> yeah, but, well, with everything being said, let us... Make some money ourselves <laughs> Good by joke. going to our <laughs> sponsored break. All right, so I'm going to go back to work. Y'all have a good show. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he's not wrong. He said make money. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our sponsored break. Parth, and who is our sponsor? Do you want to take a fucking guess? Is it Sapien? Oh, dude, no way. How'd you know, dude? <laughs> yeah, How did you get that so easily, Andrew? Dude. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, apparently Jeffrey's confused, dude. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast. That's probably why. <laughs> what podcast? Yeah, yeah. So Sapien, uh, thank you again to Sapien is sponsoring us. Uh, Sapien is a blockchain-based social network that rewards users for high-quality content with cryptocurrency. And you can sign up today at www.sapien.network to start earning today. Thank you again, Sapien. Appreciate it. Mm, thank you. Thank you for the monies. <laughs> um, also, we are sponsored by ourselves. You could check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com where you could, you know, find all of our social networking stuffs. Yeah, so you could follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. All you have to do, Google the curbside podcast and you will find everything yep at least yep, we're yep, relevant yep. on google i think right or is it just catered to our search <laughs> well yeah maybe that's why you don't have listeners they can't find us when they google us <laughs> <laughs> and also if you want to support our show if you're a kind listener please email us at the curbside podcast at gmail.com and you know what like, just DM us or send us a message of some sort on any of our socials. If you want a shout-out, we'll give you a shout-out. Yes, How we about will. That? All right. With that being said, shall we get back to the show? If you want to. Welcome to Craig My Ride. Craig My Ride? What is this shit? Yeah, well, you see, this is a new segment I've come up with, okay? It's a, it's a new, and it's going to be an unannounced segment, just to surprise y'all. Um, it's going to be of cars that have prepared very well for the used Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, Ooh. you know, sort of market, you know, who who have really done their absolute best to, you know, sell their car. So, guys, I'm going to send you one of these cars. This right. was a car posted in the... 
So Craigslist cars and trucks labeled as, I think, a Mustang. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what is it? It's supposedly a 1998 Ford Mustang. Well, is this like the uh, Mad Max version? <laughs> yeah, it looks like Jason Statham drove it in uh, Death Race. Yeah. I want you guys to like, just let it all out. Uh, just, you know, say what you need to I say. I was about to say, where are those headlights from? But they just turned them 90 degrees, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's got some hand-painted decals on it. Let me see the yeah. comments, dude. The comment section probably knows better than I do. I thought the headlights were from, like, a TVR or something, but they just turned them. <laughs> the top co- I just read the top comment. I'm going to read it. <laughs> Somebody's like, what in the trailer park crystal meth cousin fucker type of shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the front, the front end kind of looks like it's made out of plywood or someone's picket fence that's been painted black. Oh, yeah, that's oh definitely wood. Wow. And the, the side pipes held up with like metal brackets that are screwed directly into the rocker panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's letting out lots of exhaust. I wonder if any part of that exhaust actually goes to the side. Probably well, not. Well, one of them one of them heads into the door, so I think those don't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love the front fender flare. Yeah, yeah very aerodynamic. That, that's what you see when you look at this car. The front fucking fender flares, dog. What the hell is that canister going into the gas tank? Is that, suppo- <laughs> is that supposed to be like NOS? What is that? It's the gas tank. Bru- it's called, it has it's called weight reduction. gas tank? <laughs> it's called weight reduction. Arth. Oh, that's a that's a racing tank. I got you. Except yeah. it carries less fuel. Bro, it looks like a stick of dynamite. <laughs> I don't understand what that's supposed to be. You can tell that this car used to be red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> they took the time to mold the rear fenders. You see on like the side door, it has this like sheet metal little bump out. Look how like seamlessly it flows into the rear fenders. It's Ooh. listed on Facebook as fair condition. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a stretch. I don't know. It could be in fair condition. There's really no like point of reference. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I love, I love the decal on the side that they painted on. It said it's EST 2074. Yeah, is it, so this is supposed to be like a Mad Max inspiration type shit. There's <laughs> some Blade Runner shit. <laughs> it's called the Devil's Gate. That's what they named their car. So, guys, if you guys have any interest in purchasing this vehicle, no, 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 don't even, don't even. I hope people who who would actually buy this car don't listen to our show. I really do. <laughs> we'll post it up because, like uh, they on said, our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. everybody no, no. ignore Parth. If don't this buy is it. your car, buy no. this car because it is yeah. a work of art. If, if you yeah, buy exactly. this car, like this guy said, you're you're some sort of trailer park crystal meth cousin Fiker type of shit. Okay, that's hey, the type of stuff you're into. Next level future piece of art. I mean, I will be posting this car on our Facebook page. Please don't harass the owner, but the car is hilarious. Also, hit him up if you have genuine interest. <laughs> See, we'll do, we're doing a service. For these people who are selling their cars mm-hmm. yeah. on Craigslist. And then if you do decide to buy it, then please don't listen to our show anymore. <laughs> no, come on our show. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we like to interview you. We like to, like, ask you, how is the car doing today? Did you enjoy mm-hmm. your cousin this morning? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that's why I probably should be part of the interview when that happens, if that happens. All right? Yeah, please drive it up to the Bay Area. Me and Parth would love to review it. 
All right. Well, let's move on to the news. No, thank God. <laughs> uh, cool. Oh, I will. Uh, I'd like to start off the news today. Yeah, go for it. Um, so, I guess we're currently in F1 preseason. Ooh, and yeah. uh, during a couple, uh, I guess, practice laps or something, uh, Lewis Hamilton was driving his car. And in the corners, mm-hmm. people noticed that the uh, steering wheel was telescoping for some reason. Turns out Mercedes has developed a, a steering system called the dual axis steering. And what it does is uh, it allows for a variable front wheel toe angles. So when you when you push on the steering wheel, the wheels toe out for more cornering. And then when you're accelerating, you pull back and the wheels straighten out. Huh? Yeah, so you can control the toe depending on if you're going straight or if you're in a corner. Dang, what? Wait, hold on, what? How does yeah. he control that? That's pretty cool. The The steering wheel becomes like a yoke on an airplane oh, and he can kind of pull and push yeah, it. Like a trombone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and like for me, it's so like crazy. Whole, that's a whole nother level of like driving that you have to learn. Yeah. That's insane. So when are we going to see this in F1? Never. No, you actually are. Really? Yes. You'll only see it this season. Oh. Because as soon as Mercedes, you know, developed this program and developed this and showed it to everyone, the FIA was like, well, don't we have a rule that says you can't, you know, have adjustments to your suspension system or whatever? And the Mercedes was like, yeah, but we found a loophole around it. And the FIA was like... Fuck, they're right. They did. Mm-hmm. So as soon as this came out, the FIA went into their rule book, and for 2021, it states that the realignment of the steered wheels must be uniquely defined by a mo- monotonic function of the rotational position of a single steering wheel. So basically, they said whatever Mercedes did, uh, they can't use it starting 2021. Okay, so all the teams are going to have it this season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the FIA is a bunch of pussies anyway, let's be yeah, honest. But they don't, they like, don't fun. like change. <laughs> yeah, they don't like anything in general besides making money. Yeah. So the FIA in general is not good for racing except for the fact that they just happen to run the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's going to go the same way as with like the drag reduction system and the curve system. Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, like, how can they do that? You know, And then all of a sudden everyone has it. So like... I don't understand why FIA has to go all, like, apeshit over this. <laughs> so what you're saying is we have come up, Mercedes has come up with a fantastic new technology that could yes. change the sport forever. Yes. And other car companies can adapt it. Yes, because they have a lot of money and it's easy for them to yeah, do that. Yeah, and as soon as it comes out, it's banned. Yes, for the next season. Yes. Great. Good. Lovely. Yeah. That's the FIA, you know? I don't understand. It's like, at this point, isn't F1 all about innovation? It's supposed to be. No. <laughs> Good joke, Jeff. <laughs> like, because, like, you look at the cars, they're pushing the boundaries of what's possible with technology. And then, and then they're like, the FIA is like, nah. Nah. <laughs> See, why, why the shit? This is racing. If one guy, and part of racing is developing technology that betters you. Now, the FIA is going to be like, oh, it's not fair because not everyone has it. So we're just going to cancel the whole program starting next season. Great. It's not that hard for these other companies to figure out what Mercedes is doing and then implement it themselves. Maybe they'll find a better way to implement it, actually. Who knows? Yeah. Kind of getting, sorry, getting back to like this actual system, it's actually not as complicated as like it kind of may seem. It's literally, it's completely mechanical. 
and it literally is just like a linkage. Yeah. And like, what's so cr- what's so crazy about it to me is like it's super ergonomic and like how it works just makes sense. Like under heavy braking, you're gonna be pushing on the steering wheel anyway. So like when I first heard about it, also shout out to my friend Justin real quick. He told me about this. But yeah, when you think about it, when you're when you're slamming hard on the brakes, you're pushing on the steering wheel anyways. So like. It's super natural. I thought it would be like you're playing a fucking trombone when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, how, 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 what is the mental process of that? I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's crazy. But, like, I don't, I don't know. The travel is, like, an inch, inch and a half only. Yeah, it's not that much. There's a video if you guys want to check it yeah, out. Yeah, just look it up on YouTube. Just look up Mercedes DOS steering. Um, and then, like, when you're accelerating hard, it's super easy to pull on the wheels, straighten the wheels back out. It's honestly fucking genius in my mind. I don't know what's uh, what the FIA is thinking. System. Yeah, dual axis steering. Uh, well, I have some more technologically related news. You have Mercedes and racing, and then you have Hyundai and Kia. Skip. Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so we have <laughs> it's some. It's actually other- pretty interesting. <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting. Hold up, I know I understand how we feel about Hyundai and Kia, but so um, Andrew, I think I have a piece yes. of news that you would like. You, 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 you bitch. <laughs> Listen, they're actually using technology to make the transmission in the automatic transmission better. So they're trying to make the people that drive automatic transmissions on windy roads be able to actually drive better. So they're calling it the information and communication technology connected shift transmission. Jesus Christ. Uh, It basically selects the gear that works best with upcoming driving conditions that's provided to you by a front radar camera system and GPS navigation that is hooked up to your car's transmission. They're going to they're gonna make a picture of the road in front of you and then automatically decide what's the best gear in that situation. I'm sorry, were you saying something? <laughs> I fell what's asleep halfway no. through. What's the, what's, the, what's the point, man? <laughs> this is, I don't know, man. It's technology. It's not that serious, though. Like... To me, this is too much. Except for the fact that they want every future Hyundai and Kia to have this. But like, so rather than using the car's own like you know engine speed and stuff to determine the right gears, they're gonna be using the world around them. Wow. Okay, like I'm not like actually want to talk about this, but like, why are you adjusting your transmission not based on the (laughs) the engine that's driving it? But the stuff that's around you. I guess Kia and Hyundai realize that the people that buy their cars have no idea how to drive them. And they probably think that they can do a better job what of controlling the- it for them. <laughs> I mean, would this be like sort of like Rolls Royce's like or someone's? There's like a suspension system out there on a car that kind of uses GPS and the cameras to adjust how hard and soft it would be. Oh, because Rolls Royce does it. That's interesting. No, huh? but suspension you- makes sense. Transmission, <laughs> the gearing does not make sense. I okay, mean, uh, it doesn't, like, but it's listen, like... like, okay, they, just, they scan the surrounding around them. They decide, what, fifth gear is a good one. But then the, the driver stomps on the gas. The gear, the gear changes anyways, right? I hope. I, I You're not allowed so. to. I mean, yeah. not anymore. It just doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Not according to the road that you're on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in a lower gear? Hyundai Kia says no. I'm not. I'm not. Pro- I'm not a proponent for this technology. I just think you should learn how to drive your damn car correctly, yeah. so that car companies don't have to come up with shit like this. But like, what? What is it? I think it literally just to make people that don't know how to drive and use their gears. You know how that this people that like when they're going down a hill, they don't understand that if you downshift a few gears, you don't have to use the brake. 
I think this is for like those kind of people. I feel like, okay, like a normal driver, if they're going down a hill and all of a sudden the car decides it wants to downshift to slow it down, they're going to freak out. That's also true. They probably didn't think about people, that. People, like normal people driving cars going down a hill are going to have their foot on the brake regardless. And then you have the, yeah. the transmission downshifting and all of a sudden they just hear... <laughs> they're going to freak out. And this whole thing just makes no sense to me. Like the purpose, it, I don't think you can implement this well. It just doesn't make sense. Like a, a very basic automatic transmission does just fine on selecting which yeah. gear you should be in. If you're cruising... And what do you do if you don't have GPS coverage? Yeah. <laughs> Is your car going to forget to Yeah, shift? just going to go one, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think this is dumb. Yeah. I think it's interesting, but it's kind of poorly done. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, the transmission one, to me, makes sense. The brake suspension You mean the suspension? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Fuck. Fuck you, Kia. <laughs> um, yeah, the suspension one makes sense to me. But the transmission one is just like, Why? Just base your gear off your yeah. throttle, your engine speed, <laughs> like literally. No, 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 no. That's too. That's that's that makes too much sense. <sighs> All right. Anyways, after we have talked about for way too long about a <laughs> automatic transmission by Hyundai and Kia, <laughs> Andrew, I think I have a piece of news that you like. What's that? Um, since you are into the hype beast land. Yes. This is kind of car related because. I already know what you're going to talk about. In a car shop. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, Supreme teamed up with Mac Tools, Supreme, Supreme, for a rolling toolbox. Yep. So pretty much what they did was they got a toolbox, (laughs) smacked their logo on it, and charged double. (laughs) Yeah. Aren't they they doing an Oreo soon, too? Oh, yeah. Is that an actual thing? I think so. Yeah. I thought that was. It is. It's very real. That's an expensive fucking Oreo. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> but it would be a Mac Tools T525P, which runs normally $5,800. So you could expect this to be about, I don't know, $8,000. And then on resale for about $50,000. Yeah, seriously. So go out, line up, get your toolbox. But it is very cool. I would well, love uh, to have this in my garage. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, while we're on the subject of overpriced, expensive shit, mm-hmm. um, Porsche, oh. the king of it, <laughs> yeah, they, you now have a special option where you can have your own motherfucking fingerprint on the hood of your 911, and it's only $7,500. Really? Yeah. Okay, hold yeah. on. Mm. We're talking about a giant fingerprint, right? Yeah, yeah, not like it's... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, stick your thumb in an ink pad, stick it on your. No, no, it's gonna, it's gonna look like a, you know, like a decal or some shit like that. You know, it's gonna be like big, not like you're just a teeny ass freaking fingerprint. <laughs> like some kids wrote their name in cement or some shit. No, <laughs> it's like a decal of your fingerprint on the hood of your car. Yeah, um, so good. Porsche's like, hey, spend seventy five hundred dollars so you can get your identity stolen. Yeah, and also, if you wanted to really do that, couldn't you do that on your own through, like, a, you know, third-party, like, custom wrap shop? Yeah. It won't be that hard to fingerprint to get your fingerprint and then make a wrap out of it. No, not at all. But you see, it won't be from Porsche. Who fucking, and it won't be $7,500. Who fucking cares? It looks so bad. <laughs> it, it actually does look pretty dog shit. But you know there's people out there that get, and you'll see it first in the Bay Area or L.A. <laughs> There's my fingerprint. Some motherfucker <laughs> driving around with his goddamn fingerprint on his car. I'm going to get a photo of that fingerprint. I'm going to take his shit, dude. He probably has hella money. If he's got money to do that shit, 
I could probably give you a Hellcat Charger this year. <laughs> God damn, dude. Some shit Porsche does. Yeah, you take this beautiful 911, you slap a dumbass decal on it. Uh, I have some, going back to Kia, unfortunately. This Jeffrey's is a little, about to lose his shit. Well, this one's a little <laughs> different because for some reason, it's on the opposite end of the spectrum of how I feel about these uh, Kia and Hyundai. There's speculation about... Uh, the Genesis G70 having a shooting brake edition. And uh, looking here on Car and Driver, I hate to say it, it looks amazing. It looks pretty damn good, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Car and Driver, I think it's it's a render, right? Uh, yes. Would probably yeah, look it's like. an illustration. Yeah. But, oh my God. <laughs> it looks good. And, and honestly, Genesis cars... Have been looking very good recently. It's so yeah, what's annoying. that new SUV? GV80 or whatever? Yeah. It would be pretty nice to have this on the road. Unless they slap that dumbass transmission into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they would, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Um, yeah, other than the looks, we don't really have much else. But take a look at it. Look it up. The Genesis G70. It is amazing. In other news, Andrew. Yes. Favorite brand? Subaru. Yeah, I have some Subaru news. So, Yay. Um, apparently Automotive News got a interview or something with Tom Dole, the, or Tom Dahl, the, the CEO of Subaru of America. And we have some Crosstrek news. And what was like the biggest complaint you had of the Crosstrek when you drove it? That Boring. is there. Oh. <laughs> what, what part would you say? I didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Parth has no love for JDM whatsoever. <laughs> to be honest, he is not, not really. he's he not a well-rounded car enthusiast. We got to kick him off the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're fine. <no? laughs> See, I'm a yeah, representation you... of one type of car guy. You know, yes. together we make all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Only likes European. Yes. And apparently Americans now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> but so we've got the news that it's going to be getting more power. More power. Sweet. They're going to be sticking the 2.5 liter engine from the Legacy out back and Forester into it, which means it would probably have 182 horsepower and 176 pound-feet of torque. Sweet. Better than the 140 or whatever. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Another Subaru news. Speculation again, but it's from Forbes, who apparently mm-hmm. has a connection to someone at Subaru, and it's about the 2021 Subaru STI. Apparently, they're going to be probably shoving their FA24 into it and possibly making it make 400 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Which one's the FA24? It's like they're, they're, it's literally in like all of their cars right now. Is that the, the one PRC. that's like in all the new WRXs and everything? No, so the WRX currently has an FA20, the two liter. Um, okay. The FA24 is a, or yeah, FA24 is a 2.4 that is in the, not the Impreza, it's in the Outback. It is in the Legacy and the, new the Ascent. The Ascent. Ascent? Yeah, Pretty much yeah, yeah. all the new cars minus the Impreza. Those have the FB20. And reportedly, they're benchmarking this new engine, which they say is going to have, I think, I don't know if I said this, reinforced crankshaft, beefier pistons, and more boost. Going to be benchmarking it against a 2-liter turbo in the CLA45 AMGs. Why don't they put forged internals in this shit? Why don't they put forged internals in every car? I know. That's actually a good question. But, like, you know, like, all the guys that try to run, like, 800 horsepower on their STIs and shit, they all go forged internal anyway. Right. 
No, see, they they want you to void your their warranty so they That's don't true. have to pay for shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some uh, uh, fun news. So Honda of Yonkers in New York is offering someone $900 if they will binge watch all nine of the Fast and Furious films and write about them for the dealership in their chronicle, your binge watching journey, and then post it on Facebook and Twitter. And they're taking applications today through the 26th or sorry, the 6th of May. So you have that much time to go and apply on their website. And then they will provide you also with the films. And they'll also provide you with snacks and drinks during your binge watching. And all you have to do is fill out a sheet of paper while you watch each movie. And then post on Twitter and Facebook about your binge watching experience. And then they'll pay you $50 for snacks and movie tickets to the new Fast and Furious 9 coming out on May 22nd. Wait, what? (laughs) What? This is a great deal. Hold on. I just did the math real quick. Assuming... All eight movies are two hours long. You're making 56 bucks an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then you get to see the new one for free, plus drinks yeah. and snacks. Yeah. Wait, hold on. So the $900, yeah. is that for just one person? or? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it's one person or how many people they're going to have them do, but they're taking applications right now. Um, and you can do it through their website on Honda Yonkers. Uh, so, awesome. yeah, I, I don't know if it's one person or how many people it is, but, yeah, I mean, whoever gets to actually do this is, is a pretty fantastic deal. They'll pro- they'll provide you with everything. <laughs> what the heck? You let's, just gotta watch apply, the movies, guys. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Yeah, but if you guys want to sign up, uh, if you guys want the link, we'll post it somewhere, right, Jeff? Yep, 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 yep. Well, speaking of Honda, um, you guys actually sent me this news. To everybody that knows you sent you this news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody that knows me sent me this news because it is S two thousand news. Um, what is it? Honda is currently taking orders. For parts S2000 owners would want because they are going to be releasing, again, new parts for the S2000 later this year. Which is fantastic. And you could get uh, you could get some of the parts from the 20th anniversary S2000 that they had out recently. So currently, we ha- if you're an S2000 owner or you're going to be a future S2000 owner and you want some parts, uh, Honda is basically taking kind of orders like kind of a poll of what they're going to release and you just have to post it what you want on your social media with the hashtag s2000 parts catalog and you have until april 30th to do that that's pretty cool they should just release a new s2000 seriously (laughs) do it honda you guys can and then finally a last piece of news i did post this on our instagram polestar uh volvo's electric car company released the concept Ooh. As of today, the 26th of February. Is that the one you posted? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I just said. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Parth literally never listens. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just, oh, it's my turn to say stuff. I'm going to say something now. <laughs> and I just kind of hope that it's right. <laughs> it fits in. <laughs> but um, have you guys seen it? Yeah, I have yeah. a problem with it. What's the problem? What? It's not going to look like that. Uh, no? You never yeah. know. No, I know. What? The Polestar 1. Doesn't matter. It's a concept. It will the, never look like that. The Polestar 1 looked ex- almost exactly like the Volvo concept coupe thing. No, yeah. it didn't. And it, exterior-wise, yeah, this looks <laughs> production-ready already. Like, this could go straight into production. Maybe, like, the ride height and all that shit would be different. But, like, body-style-wise, this is ready to go. They won't do it. 
They'll never do it. Every every concept is a disappointment. Despite Parth's lack of faith here, um, I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the concept looks, looks amazing. Awesome. But again, a concept is just something to lift your hopes and dreams, and then just throw them on the ground when it actually comes out. How You're much you want to bet? Your words. Uh, four dollars. All right, four dollars on the line. Yeah. If, if the it car ends up looks... being like an FT1 and then going to a Supra, I four dollars. If that happens, I'll pay you four dollars. If right. not, you owe us each four dollars. Hey, I agreed to four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so you each get two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's uh it's Polestar's concept as of a four door all electric GT car. Uh, not much else was given out about like specs and whatnot. But it's gonna be officially revealed at the Geneva Auto Show this year. So look forward to that. You guys have any other news? Negative. Nope, excited for my Evo. Yeah, we're all excited for your Evo, sir. <laughs> Hell so yeah. For the day. You need to take a video. Guys, follow the Instagrams. He will be posting of it. Yes. As soon as he gets it. I will. It. I'm excited for boost. Some power, finally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, with that, that will bring us to the end of our show. Thank you all who are listening for listening. Um, you know, you guys, the few of you there are right now are still a great reason for us to do this show because it's a lot of fun and we hope that you guys like it. Uh, you could find us at the curbsidepodcast.com where you'll find a link to our Lipson page, which will give you the link to everywhere else. You could listen to us like uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at the curbside podcast and Twitter, which is, uh, at curbside pod and uh yeah and uh thank you to kid dope for the intro and outro to our show and the name of the song is fast cars and wild hearts i got it right this week jeff yep, yep. Not, not not fast hearts <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah thank you for that and uh yeah man with that as always i'm jeff i'm parth and i'm andrew remember drive safe and life is too short to drive boring cars. Or have fast hearts. Yes. Fast cars, fast cars, fast cars.